Listener Production. Hello, and you are very welcome to another episode of Huh? Science Explained, a weekly podcast brought to you by Listener and Cosmos. Today, you've got me, Matilda Hansley-Davis, and we are delving into how the products that keep you smelling sweet actually work. It's a familiar ritual. Hopping into the shower or bath, having a bit of a scrub and spraying or rolling some deodorant or antiperspirant onto your armpits before you get on with the rest of your day or night. We all have our favourite personal hygiene products based on how they feel, how they smell or how well they work for us. For example, I hate using the liquid spray or roll-on deodorants. I feel like they take too long to dry on my skin. I'm chronically late and I can't afford to wait around for five minutes for my armpits to dry before I can do the next thing. It's got to be a paste or a stick deodorant all the way. But have you ever stopped to wonder about some of the science behind how these products keep us feeling fresh? And for those people who find these daily grooming rituals all a bit of a grind, will we ever transcend the need to keep buying these products and applying them every day? Or two? Well, today I'm going to take you on a journey into the future. The future of preventing body odour by using the power of bacteria. But first, we need to understand how deodorants and antiperspirants work. Deodorant and antiperspirant aren't the same thing, though we often find them combined in the same product nowadays. Let's tackle deodorant first. The name is pretty instructive. A deodorant fights odours or smells. As we all know, it stops our smelly sweat from odorising. Except your sweat doesn't actually smell. Wait, what? The odour that we associate with heavy exercise or lack of showering is produced by bacteria that live on your skin and eat the delicious chemicals found in your sweat. You see... Humans have two types of sweat gland. The eccrine sweat glands are found over most of your body, opening directly to the surface of your skin. These glands are really important for human thermoregulation. We control our body temperature by sweating to cool down. The second type, called apocrine glands, open into hair follicles, and so they're concentrated in the places where humans typically grow more hair, like the scalp, armpits and groin. Apocrine secretions contain fats and proteins that are tasty to bacteria. When the bacteria living in your armpits break down your sweat, they produce molecules including volatile fatty acids, which smell acidic, and thioalcohols, which can smell either fruity or meaty. Delicious, isn't it? Most deodorants work in two ways to combat the smells produced by your skin bacteria's output. The first key ingredient is ethanol, an alcohol that kills some of the bacteria, just like in hand sanitizer, and helps keep the bacterial population in check. Fewer bacteria equals fewer smelly molecules. Deodorants also usually contain fragrances with enticing names like Dark Temptation, a blend of hot chocolate, amber and red peppercorn, or Crystal Waterfall, like mist from a cascading waterfall amidst a refreshing fragrance of lotus lilies. All they do is outsmell the odours produced by the bacteria. 
Some deodorants, often marketed as natural deodorants, use a formula that contains baking soda. Baking soda is alkaline, which means the opposite of acidic, just in case you're a little hazy on your chemical terminology. Your skin is normally slightly acidic, so baking soda can interfere with bacterial growth by shifting the pH. Baking soda is also great at absorbing odours in general. You can use it to deodorise your fridge as well as your armpits. But what if cutting back on sweaty smells isn't enough for you? What if you really want to keep your armpits feeling nice and dry and fresh too? That's where antiperspirants come in. Like deodorants, they've got a pretty descriptive name. Antiperspirants stop you from perspiring or sweating. Antiperspirants commonly contain aluminium salts, such as aluminium chloride hexahydrate. When they're applied to the skin, the change in pH causes these salts that are dissolved in the antiperspirant to precipitate out and form a kind of gel that plugs the eccrine sweat glands. This plug stops sweat from reaching the surface of your skin. According to the American Academy of Dermatology, your body can sense that the glands are plugged and will also send a signal to stop producing so much sweat. So don't worry, you don't have a whole day's worth of sweat just piling up under your skin. Antiperspirant also doesn't trap dangerous amounts of toxins in your body or stop you from effectively regulating your body temperature. Your liver and kidneys can still work fine to detoxify your body while you're wearing antiperspirant. And if the antiperspirant is only on your armpits, the eccrine sweat glands across the rest of your body can still release sweat to help cool you down if need be. The antiperspirant plug will gradually break down and wash away from your skin, which is why antiperspirant needs to be applied regularly to remain effective. Aluminium salts are also the culprit behind yellow stains on light-coloured clothing. It's actually the sweat mixed with the salts that causes the stain. Sweating through clothes while wearing just a deodorant usually won't cause this type of stain. A lot of products contain both deodorant and antiperspirant together, so you can tackle both smells and sticky, sweaty feelings in one fell swoop. So, those are the tools we currently have at our disposal to keep us feeling fresh. But some biologists are exploring the root of the odour, the skin microbiome, and they've got grand plans. Will there be new ways to deal with body odour in the future? I was actually a human microbiome researcher in a previous life, so I happen to think the bacteria and other microbes living in and on our bodies are pretty fascinating. And it turns out that as well as being the source of our body odour problem, our skin microbiome may also hold some solutions. You see, body odour does vary quite a bit between different people. And part of that seems to be down to our unique composition of skin bacteria. Your armpits are dominated by two main types of bacteria, staphylococci and carinobacteria. A higher proportion of carinobacteria is associated with worse body odour. If your mind immediately went to golden staph, scary infection, when I said staphylococci, well, you're not wrong, but there's no need to panic. Staphylococcus aureus, also known as golden staph, is a bacterial species that commonly lives harmlessly on the skin or in the nose of healthy people. It's only when it gets into the inside of your body, like through an open wound, that it becomes dangerous. That's actually true of many bacteria, 
but we usually only hear about them when they're causing problems. So the precise mix of bacteria in your skin microbiome seems to help determine how bad you smell once those microbes get to work breaking down molecules in your sweat. But what if you could change that bacterial mix? Chris Callowert, a researcher at Ghent University in Belgium, who also goes by the moniker Dr Armpit, has had some success treating body odour by transplanting skin bacteria from a less smelly person's armpit, or as scientists like to know it, the axilla, to a smellier person's armpit. Before the microbiome transplant, the recipient uses antibacterial and antibiotic products to get rid of most of their existing armpit microbiome to make room for the transplanted bacteria to move in and settle down. Then, a sample of skin cells and skin bacteria is collected from the donor. Our microbiome is thought to be adapted to us, so the researchers tried to use siblings or other relatives as donors to increase the chance of transplant success. However, there are some issues with the microbiome transplant model. For example, it's hard to know if you might also be transferring pathogenic microbes that cause disease along with the non-smelly bacteria. One alternative could be to transplant an artificial, healthy skin bacterial community that can be grown in a lab, rather than taking samples from real people. That way, we would know exactly what bacteria are being transferred and they could be tested for their safety and effectiveness in a standard way. Another option could be to use a bacteriophage, a virus that infects bacteria, to selectively kill off the bacterial species that are associated with worse odour. It's still an emerging area of research, but perhaps future you will be able to wake up one morning, splash on your ideal non-smelly bacterial community and get on with your life smell-free along with everyone else. Something to dream about on your next peak hour bus or train trip. We'll be back soon with even more in-depth answers to life's big and small questions. But in the meantime, head to cosmosmagazine.com for more science just like this. Otherwise, we'll be back again next week for another Huh? Science Explained. Hold up. 